Hello, hello, friends. Okay, so this last week I was in Nashville and I realized that it's been eight months since I decided to stop drinking alcohol. And people often ask me kind of why I did that, what differences I've noticed, all of that. So today I'm going to spill everything. Welcome to Your Intentional Life, a podcast for service providers designing a business and life that they adore. I'm Brittany Bailey at Brittany Bailey on Instagram, and I believe that we are the architects of our reality. Intentionalists like us don't live on autopilot. If we're not happy, we change something. If it's broken, we fix it. Consider this your one-stop shop for systems, tools, and resources that support intentional living. Okay, let's get back to it. Please join me as you design your intentional life. Okay, so first things first, I want to preference everything that I'm about to say as someone who is was not addicted to alcohol and I hesitate sometimes to share my journey because I don't want it to seem like I'm oversimplifying something um, that I don't know anything about. So everything that I'm saying um, in my whole process and how I quit and all of that is coming from someone who is not addicted to alcohol. So I just want to preference that. Um, but here's a little backstory, kind of my journey with alcohol. So I, like most people, kind of started drinking, experimenting late in high school um, or a little in college, you know, that kind of thing um, here and there. But it wasn't until I moved um, back home, this must have been my junior year of college, right around there, um, I was working at a barn and it was kind of like I made some friends that um, worked at a bar and worked at a restaurant and then we kind of like all really became close and we went to country concerts together. We did like all these things together, but um, alcohol was really like at the center of what we did together. Like it was just, that's how we met. We met at a bar and then it was like, you know, we'd go to country concerts and we'd tailgate and then we would, you know, drink throughout the concert. And like, it was just kind of normal. Like that was just a part of our lifestyle. And, um, I never really questioned it. It was pretty normal for me to wake up in the morning and have a headache and, um, you know, feel sick during the night or whatever. And then as I moved on, you know, I moved to Tampa and then, you know, I kind of got in more with like the wine crowd. Like it was like normal to have a couple glasses of wine after work. And then it was, you know, go out with your girlfriends and have, you know, go get drinks and catch up and happy hour and Monday nights and, you know, whatever. Like it was this thing that was just normal to me. And, um, looking back at how it impacted my health and how I was just like never feeling great in the morning or, you know, whatever. Like it's funny because I cut out gluten and uh, cut back on dairy for so much less symptoms. Um, But that like really solidified to me that alcohol isn't just this thing. It's like it's a whole lifestyle. And so fast forward to January of this year, 2019, I set the intention to be radically simple. Like that was my ultimate goal for this year. Radically simple, radically intentional. Like that was kind of my phrase for this year. I wanted to challenge everything. I challenged my makeup routine, um, how I cooked, how I made my schedule, like literally everything that I was doing like routinely in my life, I wanted to challenge and see if there's a better way to do it. See if there is a way that I could reduce decision fatigue and like simplify it, minimize it, like all of that. It was very much like this all-inclusive thing that I was looking at. 
And right around that time is when I came across someone named Annie Grace. And if you don't know Annie Grace, she's an author. She wrote, um, I think it's called The 30-Day Alcohol Experiment and This Naked Mind. So if you're curious about anything that I'm saying today, I highly recommend those books. But in this um, Naked Mind, the book, she recommends or she talks about a lot of different things. She talks about how heavily we're marketed to um, and how much alcohol is like ingrained in like society. Like if you go to Target, there's like, you know, shirts that say like wine is mommy juice or like wine glasses that say like mommy juice on the side of it. Um, and like, you know, Mexican food is like equals margaritas. Like that's, you know, what we do. Like there's so much that we've paired together. Alcohol is like this, this underlying thing in a lot of our societal messaging. Um, and then she of course talks about the science of alcohol, which I, as someone who is like pretty health conscious, admittedly had like really no idea what alcohol, first of all, did to the body, but what's actually in alcohol also, like ethanol is literally a group one carcinogen, like by the center of, um, cancer. Like that's literally, it's, it's scheduled as a group one carcinogen. And there's so much like behind the, what's in alcohol and how much sugars in alcohol and how much like damage it does to your body that I literally just never even, it never crossed my mind. I, I was so careful about, um, supplements that I take and about my diet and about gluten and about like all this stuff. And I literally like was drinking two and three glasses of something every night that I had no idea what was in it. Like, and I remember when, um, this is back when like fireball was super popular. Um, and that was one of my, I would do, um, angry orchard cider with fireball in it. And it came out that like fireball had like some trace whatever of like antifreeze and I was like whatever like it's so minute and this and that and like I remember being just totally like it's totally fine and now I'm looking back and I'm like I hyper analyze everything else in my diet and like I didn't even think about that you know um so it was just super interesting and then I started noticing in her book basically she tells you to um not change any of your habits as you are um reading her book like to just like basically observe like you're not supposed to like her whole thing isn't really to get you to stop it's just to inform you and so um she says don't don't change anything just start becoming aware of what you're doing and why you're doing what you're doing and so um I started to really like challenge what I was doing in my habits so like I would take a glass of wine as I normally would when I was done with work. And then I would like think about it. Like, do I actually want this glass of wine or am I after feeling? Like, am I after feeling relaxed or like, do I actually want the taste of this wine? And like, when I isolated it out, I was like, I don't drink, like I wasn't drinking like awesome wine. It was like, you know, like a 15 bottle, $15 bottle at Publix, you know, like it wasn't like, so like I would actually isolate out the taste of it and I'd be like, um, this isn't great. Like, it's just that I wanted, it was like a, like a barrier for me or not a barrier, but it was like a, when I would start drinking wine, the evening started and my work stopped. Like it was like a a thing, you know? And so that was interesting to me. And then I noticed, you know, like I would want to suggest to go get drinks with my friends and I'd be like, okay, do I actually want the drinks? Cause I'm not even thinking about a specific drink right now. Like I actually just want to go catch up with my friends. Like there was so many Um, when I started like actually pulling apart what I was after, it was never actually the drink. It was never actually the thing. It was 
the result. And so it didn't take long. Like I I got through part of the book and I started to cut back um, just like almost unintentionally. Like it was just this like byproduct of what I was learning. And then this is right around the time that Funnel Hacking Live came up. And that's a big business conference, right? So I was like, oh, I'm sure I'm going to want to drink at at Funnel Hacking Live. So I didn't put any restrictions on myself. I was like, you know, I I still don't put any restrictions on myself. I was like, okay, like if I want to drink, I'll drink at Funnel Hacking Live. And I got there and it was like the second that I got on the property, I didn't have any free time. Like it, it was awesome. You know, like I was talking to everybody and like these are people that I see sometimes once a year. And it was like, we were moving from place to place and there was all these different events and uh, I had a photo shoot and there was like all these different things. And I like didn't honestly like didn't have time to sit down and be like, okay, let's have a drink. Like, and so I didn't up until it was one of the last nights we went to a Mexican restaurant at the Gaylord, which is what started me thinking about this whole thing. Cause I was just recently at the Gaylord and I realized I was at the same restaurant, um, so I went to the, we went to this Mexican restaurant and it was like default. I ordered a margarita. Like I sat down and was like, oh, what? Okay. And I ordered a margarita and I ordered my food and it came. And I remember like I was having this really good conversation with my friend. We were talking about um, business and like our direction and all this stuff. And I took a couple of sips of the margarita and we kept talking. I took a couple more sips and our food wasn't there yet. And um, I got tequila used to give me this like headache and I started to get this headache And immediately I was like annoyed. I was like, oh, okay, there goes the conversation. Cause I'm like, obviously like mentally like, well, there's the headache, you know? And like, it was distracting. And I was immediately like annoyed that I had this margarita. Like I was like, this literally did absolutely nothing for my experience. Um, I ordered it out of default and now it's inhibiting my conversation. And so I like pushed it off to the side. And that was truly like the last little bit of alcohol that I've had in eight eight months. I did have, we went to a wedding not long ago and um, there's this cider that I used to love. And I was curious um, what it would taste like now that I've had, you know, like, you know, when you do like a sugar fast or something and then you have sugar later and you're like, whoa, that's like really intense. Um, So I was curious. I had a couple of sips of this cider that I used to like, and it just tasted really like sugary and just, I don't know, not great. Um, But that's, that was it. And it was such a like, like a switch for me. Like it was just this like switch that happened in my brain. Like I, this isn't serving me anymore. That was, that was the ultimate message. It's the ultimate, like when people ask me why I quit and they don't have 15 minutes to sit and listen to something like this, I tell them that alcohol just wasn't serving me anymore. Like it just wasn't. And so the last eight months have been kind of crazy. I've noticed a lot in myself. I've noticed a lot in society. I've noticed a lot just in general. Um, I mean, obviously, like, I'm more clear in the mornings. I don't have as many headaches. Like, I'm less bloated. Like, that's kind of the normal stuff that you would expect. Um, I have noticed that I, one thing, I've gained weight, which I did not expect because I thought I'd actually lose some because alcohol has so many calories and stuff, but, or the mixers do. Um, But I realized I was drinking my calories. Like, if I was eating dinner and I would have, like, two glasses of wine, like, I was filling up on the wine and I wasn't eating as much. And so now like I've noticed that I eat actually a lot more than I was. And I also am eating dessert, which I never did. Cause like, I would rather have the sugar from the alcohol. And so I'd be like, no, I'm not going to have dessert. Um, and so I noticed like I've actually gained a little weight, which I didn't expect. And I've also noticed that I have a lot better conversations with friends while we're out. 
Like, it's funny because I would used to be like, okay, let's go get drinks and catch up. And then like, I'd come home and I'd be like, I don't really know what's going on in their life. Like it would be, as I'm reflecting back on it, you know, like it, conversations would just like turn to pretty like, you know, more shallow things, or we would get into like these debates and stuff, but they'd be like, not like real stuff, you know, like it would just be like, that's just what came up. And like, we'd just talk about it and then like, we'd go home. But um, I've noticed that like, I have a lot more clear conversations with people and even even during the day, because I think I was kind of like, depending on alcohol, like loosen me up and like have conversations with people. And I've developed these like skills I didn't even really know that I didn't have from being the only, like sometimes the only sober person at, you know, a party or whatever. Like I had to start these conversations and, and like keep them going sometimes. And like, I've noticed that throughout my day and like day-to-day life, I've become better at that. Um, than I was back when I was drinking. Um, And then one other thing I noticed, and this has been huge, is how much space alcohol was taking up in my brain. So like whenever we would go out, it first of all, it was who was driving, right? Or Uber, whatever. Then it was like the day that we were going to go out. It's like, okay, well, you don't want to drink on an empty stomach, right? But you don't want to eat too much. So there's always like that, like, okay, what do you eat before you start drinking? And then remembering to drink water throughout the night, drinking, you know, in the right order, if you want to drink, not just one thing. So, you, you know, whatever it is, beer and liquor, never, whatever, you know. Um, so you're drinking in the right order. And then of course, you know, what are you going to eat on your way home? Cause there's always the greasy fast food stop on the way home. Um, remembering set alarm in the morning, you know, like there's all this stuff. And then like, I would wake up in the morning and be like groggy and like dehydrated or whatever, like at a minimum, that's, that's like the process that was going on every time I was going out and I never questioned it in a, ever, like I never questioned it. And then the first couple of times that I went out after I stopped drinking, I was like, oh my gosh, there's nothing to think about. Like, it was literally like, what food do you want? And that was, it was so, so crazy. Like, I I really did not expect that at all. I did not think, if you would have asked me if alcohol was taking up space in my brain, I would be like, no. (laughs) Like, I drink when I'm done working and that's it. You know, like, there's not, you don't think about it. But um, that really, really, yeah, that impacted me a lot. Um, so, and it's actually also why one of the, one of the biggest questions I get is why did you stop drinking altogether? Like why not just cut back? And it's because of that, because then you're just adding another question to your decisions, right? So you're like, okay, do I, is tonight a night that I want to drink? If it is, then you got to go through that whole thing. What constitutes me wanting to drink when what's cutting back? Is it going from two glasses a night to one glass a night? Like, is that really any different? Um, you know, and there's all these other layers of, and then people, oh, why are you cutting back? You know, there's so many different layers that come into that to an already complex, like, thing that I didn't realize was complex. But um, that's why that's why I didn't cut back because it just it was too arbitrary and it just didn't help. It didn't illuminate the decisions. Um, and I also, I, this might be kind of a personality thing because I am a pretty black and white person. Like, I don't like I really like finality and I like being settled and having closed loops. And it was easier for me to be like, I'm stopping versus I'm cutting back. Cause that just wasn't specific or, or enough for me. Um, something else that I noticed really quickly 
actually the first night that I went out and didn't drink, um, was the effects of alcohol on, on people and conversations. And I, like, if you would have asked me two drinks in or three drinks in, if I was acting any different, I'd be like, yeah, I'm more outgoing. Like that was the number one thing that I thought alcohol did for me was loosen me up and make me more outgoing. And now like I see, I can now almost tell if someone's had just like one drink. Like it's such a noticeable marked difference in the conversations that they have, in their mannerisms and everything. And I would have never, ever, ever thought that when I was drinking. I always thought, oh no, I'm just a little more outgoing. Like I didn't think that anything really changed, but I now know, like I see, um, you know, people telling stories that they probably wouldn't tell normally. I see um, them doing, you know, having conversations that are just like getting more and more simplistic um, like there's just so many noticeable things that I would have never, ever guessed or, or thought when I was the one having those conversations. I've been like, no, we're having a great conversation. And now I look at it, I'm like, um, no, like you're not. It's so, it's so interesting to me. Um, but that's, that's been kind of, as I'm noticing, as I'm going out and, you know, getting out as people, um, as we're having, you know, parties and whatever, like I've noticed that so much. And I've also noticed how much, um, it's interesting when I tell people like I, now I have a drink in my hand always just cause it is easier. But, um, when I was first kind of starting out, I would just like not have anything in my hand and people would be like, Oh, you're not drinking. Um, and after I got over the, no, I'm not pregnant. I, I really, truly am like going to get a shirt that just says, no, I'm not pregnant. Um, but uh, people would be like, I'd be like, oh no, you know, I'm just cutting back. And people would be like, oh yeah, no, no, no. I, and they would start to justify their, their drinking to me. And it was so interesting to me because it happens still now when I say like, oh, I'm not, I'm not a drinker. That's usually like what I say. I'm not really a drinker. Um, people are like, oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm not really either. But, and it's, I'm like, dude, I like could care less, like drink whatever you want to drink. However much you might like, this has very much been a personal journey for me. And I wouldn't even recommend it. Like, I would recommend that people look at what they do on a day-to-day basis. That's my entire intentionalism thing um, and make sure that it's serving you. But like, if you want to drink, drink by all means. If it's serving you, if it's working for you, drink. Like, that is not my platform. And it's funny because people immediately justify it. And that makes me wonder, like, is this something that um, is taking up space in their brain? Like, is it something that they feel guilty about or something like that but it's just interesting because people will like immediately justify them to me you know what they're why they're drinking I'm like it's fine um but anyways those are those are my alcohol-free thoughts eight months in um I'd love to hear from you if this is something that you've thought about or something that you've done um I'm gonna round out the episode with a few tips if you do want to go alcohol-free other than reading I loved Annie Grace's book um I highly highly recommend it I put it on audio book and I um just like had it playing in the background as I was you know folding laundry and cooking and like all this stuff and just going about my day and um she's a really relaxed approach and it's very like scientific and very much like don't change if you don't need to like here's you know here's my um here's what I found after researching this so it's it's interesting um but first if you're going to if you want to try it if you want to go alcohol free um, some things that I've learned is that, uh, first to have some sort of drink order ready. So like you're walking in with a group of friends or whatever, and someone comes up to you, like grabs your drink orders. Um, I do just soda, water, and lime, and I have them put it in like, don't like, not like a tall glass that they would put like Coke in, do like a short glass that they would do like, you know, vodka soda in with lime. Um, first of all, 
I, I don't know. It's kind of grown on me. I don't know if it's really that good, but it's kind of grown on me. But also then you just have a drink in your hand and it's just easier. Um, you can also do crayon, cranberry and um, soda. And then um, second, if you are a margarita person, this seriously, it's going to sound crazy to people who are like tequila enthusiasts and whatever, but um, what I do at Mexican restaurants, you can do uh, lemonade and have them salt the rim. And like, honestly, it, once you like kind of have detox from like the taste of alcohol, like it does the like salty thing for you. It's actually really good. Um, but third, and this is like the most ultimate tip is don't add any sort of finality right now. Like you can just treat it as an experiment. I still just say like, I'm cutting back. Like if someone just doesn't want to, like if I'm just, you know, someone asked me and I just am trying to move on or whatever, I'm just cutting back or whatever. Like it doesn't have to be permanent. It never has to be permanent. Um, I still don't say that it's permanent, even though I'm fairly certain that I never really want to drink again. Um, so don't, don't approach it with such a finality. Cause that's like so daunting, right? Like at this point, you know, I'm 27. And if I had my first couple of drinks at 17, like I've been drinking for 10 years and like, it's, it's such a part of our lifestyle and our culture and our society. Like it's, it's such a big deal when people are like, oh, I, I am not really sure that I want to drink anymore. Like that can be such a big thing. So don't try to put so much finality and pressure on it right now. Just treat it as an experiment if it's something that you want to do. So anyways, that's all I have for you guys. I hope that this was helpful. Um, let me know in Instagram, um, if this is something that you want to hear more about. Um, and I'm happy to talk about it more. So I hope you guys are having an awesome day whenever it is that you're listening to this and we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to Your Intentional Life. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared your biggest takeaways wherever you hang out online. Just be sure to tag me so I see it. That helps me understand what you find the most helpful so I can keep making relevant episodes. If you've gotten any value out of Your Intentional Life, please take a minute to leave a review on iTunes so we can help spread the word with others who may enjoy it. Finally, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can get the latest episodes sent directly to you. To learn more about designing your intentional life or working with me, head over to brittanybailey.com.